the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Some things take away the favor. You see, like every other relationship, and I showed you last week um, where he said in the book of Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, he said, my son of God, and he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, my father in heaven. There's a difference between that Peter and the Peter who received the Holy Ghost. When Peter received the Holy Ghost, now he was not like a radio that's just looking for um, the right station. It is now inbuilt in him. He now works for it and says, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. He's not, he's, not, he's not by mistake that he knows one. Flesh and blood, it's not about um, one just spoke through him. No, he is aware and he is, he, is, he is in partnership with the knowledge. So he says, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. He's, not, he's even linking scripture to what is going on. He sees and he begins to have understanding. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit. At this time, he has received the Holy Spirit. So Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 25, I have told you these things while I'm still with you. Then verse 26, but the comforter, all right? The comforter. He calls the Holy Spirit comforter. Now, he uses seven synonyms. So that when you are talking to the Holy Spirit, you know what is his ministry in your life, and you know what you acknowledge him for. So he says, the counselor. So you wake up in the morning as part of your, conf your confessions and the things you say, thank you, Holy Spirit. You are my counselor. Let me tell you what happens. Just like when you disregard him, he begins to withdraw. When you regard that, that section of his ministry in your life, you see it more. Thank you for your counsel. Even whether you've heard the counsel or not, thank him for counsel. All right, for example... For example, some people say, oh, I, when I want to hear, I don't hear God's voice. Uh, have you started thanking God for hearing him? Because he's a faith God. So when I want to hear God on something, I don't go and I'm praying and I'm hoping he will speak. I start the prayer first of all. Thank you, Father, I hear you today. The scripture says, my sheep hear my voice. Lord, I'm your sheep, I hear your voice. So you see, you have to acknowledge that part of his ministry. So scriptures where he counseled people. Lord, thank you. You are the one who counseled David and told him to pursue and overtake. Thank you. You are also counseling. Helper. Oh. Oh. Do you know who a helper is? Do you know who a helper is? If the load was 10 kg, once there's a helper, it's lesser. So the things that overwhelm you are not supposed to overwhelm you when there's a helper. The helper, you know, you know the, the, the work of the helper is so amazing. The helper brings you the Lord being merciful unto you. So there are people like that. People like that. Some, you know, you, they don't get everything. They are, they are written, their weight is not always 100%. But God finds a way to get uh, a document somewhere. You want to get a job or something. And your documents are not up to. And it's because you were probably um, lazy the night before. <laughs> you, you made some mistakes. Then, some way, somehow, your junior brother carries the document and comes where you are. 
And you are there looking. Oh, I love this document. And the Lord said, ah, I think I carried it. You did not carry it, but the Lord being merciful unto you. You are really in trouble if there's nobody praying for you. And if there's nobody praying for you, pray. I'm telling you, that's why you need the ministry of the Holy Spirit, his intercessory ministry. Because let me tell you another thing, don't depend on people praying for you. One time I asked some people to pray some prayer for me, I went to meet them asleep. <laughs> I, I, said, I said, you know what, pray, pray at this time, at this time, because I, I wanted to go and do something. I said, we need to do this, so pray at this time, because I knew what to do. Pray at this time, at this time, at this time. So I, I, I was just sitting somewhere, you know, and after two hours, I said, let me go and check if this prayer is going on. I went down, and the young lady was sitting down like this. I said, hey! Imagine I'm depending on that person's prayer. I can only trust my praying for me. So, the Holy Spirit is an intercessor. Just like Jesus was the one who interceded for Peter. The Holy Spirit is an intercessor. How does he do his intercession? He does it through us. Because... On this earth, all right, on this earth, spirits are not allowed to pray. Like someone said, a spirit is praying. Spirit don't pray. The role of the spirit is eternal. If your hand is like this and you enter the room like this, it cannot change. Time is for change. So the earth can have change. So in, on the earth, we can, have, we can have prayer to change things or change our attitude or change their behavior. Because once you enter into eternity, you cannot change. The state of the thing in eternity is a state for life. Because change can only happen when there's time, matter, and space. So when something enters the realm of the spirit, it cannot change. So there's, there's no need praying in the spirit. So a spirit cannot pray. If a spirit, that is why anything that will happen in the spirit or in the heavens has to be initiated on earth. So Jesus said, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So anything that happens on this earth will have to, or, or, or in heaven will have to be initiated on earth because earth is the place for change. Spirits don't pray. So if a spirit wants to pray, if a spirit wants to make a mitigation on earth, that spirit will have to borrow a body. So sometimes you are lying down and your mouth is just moving. The Holy Spirit wants to borrow your body. But I say, I'm feeling, I'm feeling tired. What you don't know is that Two weeks from then, something's about to happen. And the Holy Spirit is trying to get your attention. Sometimes it comes like a burden. It comes like a burden. And like something on your heart, like you just want to pray. You just feel, you know, ladies and gentlemen, one of the things the Holy Spirit does for you is that he makes you sensitive. If you are a guy and you think you are hard, prayer you are hard, worship you are hard, or you've not had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, a true encounter of the Holy Spirit makes you sensitive. Because you need that sensitivity to know what he's doing. Sometimes you just be sitting down and, and you, you know, it's like you want to cry. It's like you want to cry. It's like something's about to happen. You just want to cry. Release yourself and start. He said, likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. For we don't know what to pray for as we ought. He said, but the Spirit himself, making intercession for the sins according to the will of God. Listen, listen, through groanings, he said, the, the, the Spirit himself making intercession for us with groanings which can be uttered. So at those times, you begin to pray and you are praying and it's like you are groaning and you are groaning. The words are not necessarily coming out, but you are groaning, tears, groaning, tears. People just meet you and say, ah, what's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with this girl? But you are groaning, you are groaning. What's happening? The Spirit is making intercession. Listen, we can only pray. If, if it comes to 
what our mind can handle. We can only pray about what we know. How can you be praying for a car when you are about to have an accident in one month? So this is my praying. This is my praying. Because sometimes you don't even know where the matter is coming from. You don't know where the issue is coming from. You don't know whether it, it's, it's an, an issue of common sense, an issue of you correcting something in your life, an issue of demonic activity. You don't even know where it's coming from. So then how do you stop praying? Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. 2012, I went to have a crusade in Suhum. I've been praying for four days. Still, the prayer is not entering. Still. And, and mind you, at this time, God is now teaching me. I'm now learning how to understand how to respond to spiritual things. Like, if I feel like this, or if I, if I sense this, it means I'm not done with the prayer. I'm now learning it. No one, nobody sat me to teach me. The Holy Spirit taught me. I will pray, and when I'm done praying, I just know that I'm, I just know. Nobody taught me. I just know that I'm not through. So I'm going to Zoom for the program, and I don't know what I'm going to meet. I start praying. Three days, four days, the prayer is not, it's not, it's not moving. The prayer is not moving. The program is on Saturday. This is Thursday. So every day I spend about two to three hours to pray. But then I'm still not seeing what I want to see. Then on Friday, I contract people to pray for me. <laughs> I said, this one pray, this one pray, still nothing. I was now wondering, what's going to happen? Then I just knew that, listen, where we have gotten to, the program is Saturday. And let me tell you something about the realm of the spirit. It's like downloading a file. Even if it's at 99%, you cannot open it. If you are close to the end of the prayer, you still have to finish the prayer. Abraham was praying. He said, he said if you find 10 people, God said, I will not get If you find this, no, he said, I will not when he did not get there, God went to destroy the city. Doesn't matter how long you spent praying, you have to finish. I prayed. I prayed. That Friday night, I just knew that that Friday night, it is, it's either I finish a prayer or I cancel the crusade because I don't know what I'm going to meet. I don't know why the prayer is doing that. As I pray, now, at this point in time, you know, like when, like I told you, I said, when enough is enough, enough will be enough. At this point in time, I said, hey, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Like the scripture said, J Jacob was left alone. I put, every, I said, everybody should just go home. Everybody should just go home. I just entered my room. And I knew, I said, that night, I have to, I have to get whatever I'm looking for. I was there praying, 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 groaning, praying, speaking in tongues. Sometimes the prayer is high tempo, sometimes low tempo. So, if you have prayed for long before, you understand what I'm saying. Sometimes, <laughs> when you finish shouting, you will come down. Then after a while, and you are hoping that this is, I hope this is the end. And when you are done, you just, when you are done, then I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. 6 a.m. Saturday morning, a song broke out of my spirit. Guess what? We got to the place for the crusade. First one hour, fetish people came with cutlasses to sack everybody from the crusade. So you see why the prayer was prolonging? God had seen something. 
But you know what? Because I won in prayer, when they called me in the hotel and told me that, sir, they have sacked everybody. I looked in the mirror. I said, God, I have prayed. And I went to lie on my bed. I slept. Ah! At that point, they don't pray again, no. I have prayed. Whatever should happen, should happen. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? And guess what? I slept for two hours. When I woke up, I said, I had gotten about 14 missed calls. Said, the place is full. Said, the place is full. And I said, come and pick me. <laughs> I just started walking majestically. Guess what? Guess what? I start preaching, and people who have come, aside those who have come for the program, the first row are boys who have intentionally, young boys who have intentionally worn cloth. Hmm? They came there to fool. That's why they came. So they came, when praises was going on, they are just misbehaving and distracting people. They are distracting people. Because they came there, and because they are popular in the place, People are laughing, the ladies are laughing. So everything that's going on is looking like a joke, even though the place is full. So you can see why the prayer was doing that. The Holy Spirit had seen ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit is your intercessor. So you know what? I climbed the stage. <laughs> the power came upon me. I began to rebuke. I began to, I, I preached almost 35 minutes. When I finished, I said, now, if you want, I, I was so bold. I was so, I said, now, if you want to give your life to Christ, come for it now and stop misbehaving. <laughs> you know what? The guys came forward, but they came to fool again. <laughs> I get it. They came forward to give your life to Christ. It's like they came to just misbehave. Listen, by the time we finished saying the salvation prayer and I said, receive the Holy Ghost, they were on the floor. They were on the floor. One of them cried so much that his cloth came off him. Yeah. He was that left with his boxer shorts on the floor. <laughs> you know, that kind of crying that it does not land. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is your intercessor. So you thank him. Holy Spirit, thank you for being my intercessor. You are my intercessor. You see what is ahead of me. Kalamasukatakaya. I'm my intercessor. Then he's your advocate. It's your advocate. Thank you for being my advocate. He's your strengthener. Thank you for being my strengthener. He's your standby. Thank you for being my standby. You pray and you acknowledge him. Don't disregard him. Don't disregard him. Don't disregard him. I said there are things that people do that takes away the, the rich fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that may minister grace unto the hearers. Verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Now, I want you to pay attention to some of the words that have been used. He says, quench not the Spirit. He said, grieve not the Spirit. So, communion with the Holy Spirit is not just you talking. Also, be careful not to grieve the Holy Spirit. So you have to find out what grieves the Holy Spirit. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. There are things that are done that grieves the Holy Spirit. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. Honor the Holy Spirit. When I had the camp with the cell leaders, I thought about honoring God. Because so many Christians are not 
they are not schooled. They are not schooled to honor God. God does not take it lightly. Honor God. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. There are things you do that grieve the Holy Spirit. Like I told you the last time. I said, you want to meet somebody? Said, How did you do this thing? He says, the Holy Spirit. And he said, I know what you, I know, I know, I know. Kai, tell me the real thing. Kai, you grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Regard the Holy Spirit. Honor him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let it be so frequent on your lips. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You finished cooking. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Why? The house could have caught fire. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed on the day of promise, uh, of redemption. Verse 31, he's showing you the thing to grieve the Holy Spirit. He said, let all bitterness. Bitterness. I shared something. I, was sharing, I, I started a new series of teaching in the model church, understanding demonic activity. And I was, I was telling them something. I was teaching them something. I said, the devil is a master of schemes. You have to understand the character of your adversary. While you are understanding God, you have to also understand your adversary. Why? Because of a certain word that was used. I'll show you that word very soon. You have to understand your adversary. And I started off there. I was telling them, I was telling them something. I said, when the Bible says that, you know, um, know who your adversary is. We are not ignorant of the devil's devices. You no, know, I'll show you that scripture in a bit and, and show you something there. It's so instructive. It's like in football, right? All right? In football, I'll use this as an example. That's the example I used there. In football, any serious team, I'm not talking about people who are playing behind the uh, park somewhere. Any serious team, any serious coach that is going against another team will take videos of the team and study the team. So once you have an adversary, one of the first things you're supposed to learn is to learn your adversary and learn his tactics. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. Look at this. Because I was just talking about let all bitterness. To whom he forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. <laughs> Interesting. Then he looks at it. He said, lest Satan should get advantage of us. Okay. Um, give it to me in the NIV from verse 10. <laughs> forgive I it as I gave forgive. <laughs> He said, anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake. Okay, verse 11. He said, in order that Satan might not outwit us. That means in any place that there is dissension, it is a strategy of Satan. Yes, there is a true physical matter that's causing a fight, but it is Satan's strategy to outwit us. Let me tell you, sometimes, sometimes a husband and wife can be fighting. There is a true matter, but what they don't know is that it's the devil trying to outwit us. So sometimes, that's what the devil does. He comes among the people, and he tries to outwit them. And that's what he does. He sows dissension. So the devil always loses in a place where we quickly forgive. The Bible says in many things we do err. That means as for offense there, we will offend somebody. Yeah, as for offense, you offend. So that if we have a culture of you offended me, I forgive you. The devil will be frustrated. Because that is his number one way of outwitting the saints. And people don't realize it. Mm, I'm, I'm leaving that church. My, my cell leader, it cost me too much. He likes my name, my name too much. The devil wants to outwit us. Then he says, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not aware of his schemes. He doesn't 
have power. He has schemes. He's a good strategist. He has studied human beings. He has studied people over time. He has studied them. Say, okay, this one. This one. This lady doesn't like garlic. I'll let this guy bring garlic. So why are you always bringing garlic? Why are you going away? Why are you talking to me like that? You see, the fight has no roots. What's happening? In order that Satan might not outwit us. He said, forgive quickly. He said, so that Satan will not outwit us. His strategy, bitterness. Bitterness eats you up. It eats you up. Like somebody said, not forgiving somebody is like you drinking poison and hoping the person will die. Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Are you a peacemaker? A peacemaker is not thinking about his rights. Shakala masuka baya. I said, a peacemaker is not like, no, pastor, you have to address him. You have to address him. He's the one who did it to be. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. One day, I was, with, I, I was with a friend. And for about two, three years, every time we pick a taxi or something, it was this many years ago, I pay. I pay. But one day, you know something, you can do good so much. And one day, you say, ah, no. They are making a fool of me. Oh, no. So, you know, every time, taxi I pay, food I pay, everything I pay. But this time around, I don't know what happened. I just thought that these guys are making a fool of me. Bible says, do not be wary in well-doing. Never stop doing good. Nobody can effectively cheat you. So, as I came out of the, the taxi, I left. <laughs> For somebody that I've been paying constantly, what do you expect him to do? Pay. No. He now got angry. Now, mind you, this is somebody that at a time in ministry I taught. So I expected him to at least deal with me with some respect. Bring your money, bring your money, bring your money. <laughs> oh. And one thing about me is I don't know how to make a public scene. But he was making a public scene, so I, was, I don't know how to make a public scene. One guy told me, he said, why are you the one who taught this guy? Don't agree, don't agree. So me too, I, I did not agree. <laughs> Start thinking of the, the person you're going to forgive from here. Blessed are the peacemakers. So, I did not agree. I said, every time I pay, it's, no, we just pick a taxi and you refuse to pay. And he's shouting. Last, last. I paid. Listen, I was, I finished paying you, but I'm hurting. Something, pains are going on inside me. Pains. P-E-T-T-E. Pains. Ah! So much pains. Now, we are in a service. There's only one person sitting in between us. I'm not hearing what the pastor is saying. Believe me. I'm so full of pains that I'm not hearing what the pastor is, is saying. The pastor is talking preaching, I'm sitting down, hmm, this guy, this guy. Have you seen that's what bitterness does to you? You can't even, you can't even be free. I'm there. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Guess what? The spirit speaks to me. Apologize to him. Hey! 
Now, it's so clear, I know I'm hearing God. I apologize to him. I'm, like, I'm sitting down, but inside me, I'm like, hey, God, why? Hey! What? 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 Apologize to him. Apologize to him. The voice keeps apologize to him. I said, how am I going to apologize to this boy? After what he has done, thank God I don't know how to be stubborn. I picked a piece of paper. <laughs> I wrote on it. I'm sorry for what happened. We are brothers. Let me tell you, I was not saying it, but it's not from my heart, truly. <laughs> I rolled the paper. I passed it to him. When he saw it, he was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we, we, bro, we are brothers. <laughs> we just solved the matter. Listen, I was still not happy. Why would God tell me to rather apologize? I felt my ego was hurt. When I walked outside, I met a dickness. And we we're talking, I said, dickness, this is what happened. She said something that changed my life forever. She said, have you wondered why God spoke to you and did not speak to him? I said, why? He said, because God can trust that you will make peace. In order that Satan might not outwit us. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in the book of Acts that when the people, go to Acts of the two, Acts of the two. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. They were all with one accord. The emphasis is there. One accord. When they were all together. You see, they were all with one accord. No dissension. Everybody is, is waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. Everybody's thinking the same thing. They were praying together. They were probably eating together. Because the Bible never said they were fasting. So, you know, they were eating together. They were probably dancing together. They were happy together. They were hiding together. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Now, this is not, this is not a coincidence. Why? Go to Psalm 133. He said, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. God likes it when we come together in unity and there's no dissension. And there's no, there's no, this one has, has, has stepped on my leg. This one has fly over my head. You know, God likes it when we come together and we are sitting like this and we are happy. Then after service, we are greeting each other. That's why I do it, because God loves it. So how good and how pleasant it is for bread to dwell together in unity. Is it only good and pleasant? No. He says in verse 2, he says, it is like the precious ointment upon the head. That ran down the beard, even Aaron's beard. That went down to the skirt of his garments. Verse 3. As the dew of Hermon, as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there, the Lord commanded the blessing, even life evermore. Give somebody a high five. Give somebody a high five. Give somebody a high five. God likes it when we, when we are happy. God doesn't like classification. My salary is more than yours. I can't shake you. God doesn't like it. God doesn't like it. God likes it. God even likes when we help one another. God likes when we, have, when we help one another. See? God likes when we help one another. Are you here? So, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is fostered unity, love, joy, peace. See? Jesus said, 
if you even want to give an offering, and you remember that you have ought against any, he said, leave your, your, your gift there. He said, go and make peace and then come back and give your offering. God doesn't like it, you know. God doesn't like it. What's that? <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> 18, 17. <laughs> I heard a story of what my grandmother did to my grandfather. My mother too did it to my father. I will never forgive my mother. Ephesians 4, 27. Let's read it together. One to go. What do you see there? Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. He said, don't give place to the devil. When there's dissension, you give place to the devil. That's why when you come and gossip about somebody to me, I just want to call everybody so that we solve the matter. Because sometimes they come and say, I'm coming to tell you. I won't tell you the person. Why are you hiding? Let's call everybody. Let's settle the matter quickly. I don't really like that. So this person said this. But don't let him know that I said it. No, no, the next thing I'll make a, a conference call. Yeah, so this person said that you said this. So let's talk about it here now. Because after we talk about it, I will not carry it in my heart. But for me to leave the place and start thinking, this girl does not like me. I'm carrying something that has now given place to the devil. He will outwit me. He will outwit us. Don't do it. The Bible says, let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love continue. Let it continue. Because you see, there are certain things you will be doing. You will be praying. You will be praying and praying. And you will not be seeing results. Let me show you something in Judges chapter 16. You know, even when you are praying, you need to be listening to the Holy Spirit. Judges chapter 16, verse 19. Delilah, she made him sleep on her knees. She called for a man. And she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. Verse 20. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. Hold on. It means Samson really knew how to get the anointing to work in his life. You get it? So he knew that if the Philistines come, upon him, and he wants the spirit of mind to come upon him. He will go into one corner, and he begins to shake himself. Then the spirit of mind will come upon him, and he begins to fight. So when his locks had gone off, he didn't realize that his locks had gone off. So he was going to do it at other times, like some, sometimes you are going to pray us at other times, thinking you're going to pray us at other times and get resolved. He said, and he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. So the, the subject, the subject of our dealings with God is the Lord himself and not the systems. I hope you got it. Because sometimes, one time I was, uh, just this week I was talking to a, a, a lady, you know, we are talking and she was talking about, you know, some things, um, you know, she wanted to see like the power of God. And listen to this and never forget it. Prayer does not bring power. Power comes from the Holy Spirit and he releases the power on the demand of purpose. For example, if God gives me a church of 2,000 people, you have to empower me to be able to bless them. I see. The power is released on the demand of purpose. 
So the spirit himself is the subject of our dealings. That's why a relationship with God is more important than praying for long hours. Praying for long hours is important too. You see, don't get, don't get me wrong. But it, it, it's not the thing. The thing is the Lord himself is the subject. He is the core of the whole thing. Never forget the Holy Spirit. Walk with the Holy Spirit. He says, I'll send you the comforter. The word comforter means one to go alongside with you. He is with you. So you see, we've talked about the fellowship of the Spirit. Fellowship, all right, I'm, I'm now jumping into another side. Fellowship, all right, when you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, it now enters into something else called partnership. The, the reason for fellowship, fellowship, partnership. Let me give you an example, all right? It's like a man meets a lady. They start off as friends. They are friends. They are talking. They are friends. Fellowship. They talk. They say talking stage. Talking, 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 talking. Every night. Oh, have you eaten? I'm not eating. What are you cooking? Indomie. <laughs> have you read your Bible today? I'm not ready. So let's read Rhapsody. So talking, talking, talking. Even if you don't have something to talk about, you have to find something to talk about. And that's how our relationship with the Holy Spirit is. You have to always be talking to him. You see, to foster the relationship. As the, as the fellowship is going, the fellowship now enters into another level called partnership. So now, this, guy, this girl, uh, just in talking, say, after talking, say, he said that, you know what? I want to marry you. You see? I want to marry you. He has not gone beyond talking. So they're not just going to talk now. Now they want to be partners in life. So the, the, the friendship or that talking leading to something is now leading to a higher purpose. So the reason for fellowship of the Holy Spirit, like our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, it starts off as fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. It's partnership of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so I said, it starts off as, as, as just talking. But after talking, then it now goes into a higher purpose called partnership. Are you seeing? It goes into partnership. Partnership, at that time, the same word, communion, also means partnership. What does it become? Now it's a higher purpose. Now we are dealing with mutual interest. Praise God. At that time, we are dealing with mutual interest. The interest of the partner or the two partners. Now, they are both working on something. They are both interested in something. Just like the guy and the girl. And I say, okay, we want to get married because of this or because of something. So they'll ask you, why do you want to marry her? I love her. It's not enough. Why do you want to marry him? I love him. It's not enough. Let me tell you something. Marrying because of love is a modern thing. It was never like that. Shabalakuskas. It's a modern thing. It's, yeah, it, it, it didn't used to exist. It's, it's, a, it's an infiltration. Someone say, hey, pastor, how can you say that? Marry because of love. Oh, hey, my, hey pastor. I'll show you something. I said, marrying because of love is a, for, is, is, a, is a modern thing. 
in the those times, you marry for political reasons. You marry for where you are going. Oh, pastor. <laughs> pastor, I like his beard. I like his beard. You marry for where you are going, not because of love. First Kings. First Kings chapter 3. And Solomon made affinity with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had made an end of building his own house and the house of the Lord and the wall of Jerusalem round about. You didn't see it. Now, what was Solomon's calling? Solomon's calling was to build the house of God. But Solomon cannot build the house of God if he's having wars. So, Solomon goes to the one who can give him problem in war and marries the daughter of that person. And he builds the house of God. So he married for where he was going. No mention of Solomon love Pharaoh's daughter. No love. And Solomon, <laughs> give, give me an ivy. Give me an ivy. <laughs> give me an ivy. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and married his daughter. You see, has nothing to do with the daughter. It's the alliance. So I'm saying, man, because of love, it's a modern thing. You might for where you are going. When Adam saw Eve, no love, he said, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. That's a revelation. <laughs> you got it, right? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Partnership. I'll show you a scripture. Then we're going to get into a time of prayer. Partnership with the Holy Spirit. He now becomes your partner. You become, he becomes your partner in your business. He becomes your partner in everything you are involved in. You also become his partner in soul, soul winning. You also become his partner in saving souls. You become his partner in reaching people. You become his partner. So now there's a partnership between you and the Holy Spirit. It's not just praying in the morning, but that, that relationship has now grown to become a thing where you all care about each other's interests. Ooh, book of Acts. Chapter 15. Verse 28. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 15, verse 28. For it seemed good. Oh. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. How you seeing? He said, it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. That's partnership. It seemed good, not to us and the Holy Ghost. To the Holy Ghost and to us. Now, there's a partnership. It seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. See the apostles. This is how they live their life. It seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. That thing you want to get involved in, does it seem good to the Holy Ghost? See, now partnership, if it now becomes your partner, you know, like he said, he said, and they went forth everywhere and preached everywhere. He said, the Lord working with them. He now becomes their partner. He said, and confirming their work with signs following. That means I do, I do the hard work on the outside. The Holy Ghost gives me the ability on the inside. The Holy Spirit gives me the result. 
So what do I do? I partner with the Holy Spirit. It seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. Acts chapter 16 verse 6. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. He was forbidden. He, he didn't forbid them from not going to the club. Oh. He didn't forbid them from going to the club. He said he forbid, for, even forbade them to preach. I said something on social media. I said, when you start off in your walk with God, you will be choosing between good and evil. When you go further, you will not be choosing between good and evil. You'll be choosing between good and God. You will choose between good and God. Because sometimes something can be good and it is not of God. Now the guys were going to preach, but the Holy Ghost told them, don't go to that place. See, don't go to that place. Every year, at the beginning of the year, we usually have Super Sunday. This year, the Holy Ghost didn't tell me that. The Holy Ghost didn't, didn't say that. Every year, for the past four years, we've been having Super Sunday every year. But this year, the Holy Spirit didn't say that. He didn't say that. I can go ahead and say, oh, I'm still having it. But it's a good thing. Souls might even be saved. But that's not what God wants. So you'll be choosing between good and God. So it's not good and evil. It's not between good and what God wants. Where is God going? What is God doing with it? He said they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. But guess what? Anytime you partner with the Holy Spirit, there's perpetual victory. Perpetual victory. No losses. Always winning. Always winning. Always winning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift your hand and talk to the Holy Spirit. Perpetual victory. Perpetual victory. Perpetual victory. Yes. The Holy Spirit gives us the victory. He 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 gives us the victory. Go ahead, talk to the Holy Spirit. Talk to the Holy Spirit. We'll take some time to pray and to worship the Holy Spirit. Mantoka la ba 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 ba.